Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It is the late show here on a Tuesday night. Steve in for Henry. You normally hear me on Saturdays between 3 and 6 here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. And we are joined by a man that uh, you can hear from time to time with John Batchelor here on News Talk, E3OWCCO, uh, late nights. And uh, Robert Zimmerman, my favorite space and science writer, his website Behind the Black. Uh, Bob, good to visit with you. I hope you're doing well. I'm doing just fine, Steve. I'm actually doing for Behind the Black, my website, a fundraising campaign this month. So uh, it's nice to come on your air and let people know. If anyone wants to support my work, I'd be very grateful. <laughs> and, 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 Bob, you, you've been writing books for many, many years. How long have you been at the website uh, doing regular posts? I have been posting multiple things about the space industry and many other subjects now since 2011. So this is now uh, the 13th year, I think. I, I'll, I'll know better at the uh, in Ju- July when I when I do the anniversary uh, uh, count. But uh, so it's about a dozen years I've been doing this. It's every single day I post something about space, and uh, it's I actually do it partly as a reference for myself because if anything happens that I need to know well, what's the background there, I can do a search on my own website and I pull up immediately. Uh, the background, and that helps quite a bit. Uh, so posting about events daily uh, helps keep me up to date. And obviously, uh, readers and listeners, if they want to know about space, they can use the, re- the behind the black as a resource in that matter. One of, one of the things you, you do that I, I haven't been able to find with regularity anywhere else are, are people that write about uh images that are available on mars but but you're one of the few that kind of does a deep dive and explain what's in these photos i i I just find that fascinating yeah i'll say it nobody else does this this is what this is actually real science journalism uh uh every spacecraft that's launched by nasa releases all of its images to the public domain and so, good journalism, you look through those stuff, and if you see something interesting, and especially if you're in the field, you know, this is my beat, you're going to understand some depth about what it's about, 
And obviously, if you don't, you do additional research, uh, talk to scientists to get some depth on it. So I do that. So on a daily basis, I'll post what I call a cool image uh, from uh, Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter uh, or from the rovers on Mars. Or when there's an asteroid mission going or a lunar mission, I'll post something that's cool. I'll sometimes dig back into really – these are usually more recent stuff, but I'll dig back into older archive material. Uh, and once again, I'm pulling out – every once in a while, uh, uh, like, for example, the Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter, they'll do a little uh, press release about a particularly interesting image. And that gets covered by everybody because most journalism today is press release journalism, Michael. They just basically reiterate what the press releases are. I'm covering images that don't get any coverage at all, and sometimes they're really spectacular and very interesting. Earlier this week, for example, I posted a picture from within the Vallis Marineris Canyon on Mars, largest canyon in the solar system. It would cover the entire United States several times over. Uh, its its rim-to-bottom depth difference is like 13,000, 15,000 feet, three times three times the depth of the Grand Canyon, and, and I'd say about 10 times larger uh, in in width and length but in its depth in one particular area they have all these incredible terraces of light and dark layers contrasting like almost like zebra stripes it's incredibly interesting terrain and uh, I see this picture and it's a, a monster reconnaissance picture and it's really cool and I know some scientists are doing research about it but it's a really spectacular picture and as one of my readers said this would be one of my prime places to go hiking if I ever got to Mars and I would agree it's just mm. really cool stuff so yes I, I try to cover and provide information about stuff that isn't necessarily covered Covered by press releases to give greater depth to what's going on. When I do the rovers, or uh, Steve, especially, I don't just simply show pictures or reiterate what the press releases will say. I provide maps so you can understand the context of where the rover or, or pers either perseverance or curiosity or, for example, ingenuity has been flying and how they relate to each other. And that adds out of, out of depth. For example, when ingenuity, when perseverance took its last picture of, of ingenuity on the sand dunes, everybody else po po posted that picture. I included a map to show you where they were relative to each other and what you were looking at on a larger scale. And that's how you understand what's going on. So that, yes, I, I, I freely admit I'm doing something nobody else is doing and better than anybody else in this context. Yeah, very interesting. And uh, I, I try to thank you every time. And if I forget, uh, my my apologies. Um in in the space flight business, the this, this stuff that gets the coverage on television that there was another SpaceX launch or the Chinese did another launch, I, I, I know that we're in a regular launch. Cadence SpaceX is doing phenomenal work. Uh, the, the, the Chinese are launching a lot. The Russians uh, continue to do launches. It, it, it seems as though there, there's a lull. Is, is that fair? Is that misguided uh, at the moment anyway? Well, it's, it's kind of interesting. You think there's a lull because there hasn't been a launch in like two days. <laughs> <laughs> in past years, it might be a week or two or three or maybe a month between launches. Nowadays, we almost have a launch, multiple launches a day. One of the reasons, you know, it's an interesting thing. Every press release this year talked about how SpaceX set a record in the number of launches. But I will say, without doubt in my mind, the reason they suddenly noticed the number of 
launches and the records being set is because I've been posting the counts now for about five years. Every time there's a launch, I, keep, I track the companies and nations who are doing it relative to each other. I call it the, the launch race each year to see how nations and companies are evolving. And so I've been keeping track of this, and suddenly everyone's noticing it. They don't credit me, but that's okay. Um, and, what, of course, it's, uh, the indications have been that one of the reasons I started is because it was very clear to me that over the next starting or middle of this decade, uh, last decade, 15 or so, I could see that what we're going to see is a renaissance in number of launches coming up. There's going to be a real uh, um, uh, explosion. And we're now moving into that phase right now. Uh, SpaceX now completely dominates with China second. Russia is actually struggling and has been now for almost a decade. Um, but you've got major other companies about to burst out with multiple launches, some startups, some old established companies. And you've got places like in India uh, and China that are about to become as aggressively competitive as the in this as we are. India especially. India is uh, embraced the idea of capitalism in space. This is a, this is a policy paper I wrote in 2017 saying governments shouldn't build anything. They should buy the product off off of competing companies in the private sector. They should be a customer, not a builder. And so NASA adopted that, and that's one of the reasons we have a renaissance in the U.S. in the launch industry. And now India has started to adopt that in the last. Um, in last two years and they already have two two companies private startups that are on the verge of doing their first launches and they uh that that country is about to burst out as one of the major space powers in the world and uh once again we're about to see a renaissance and it's going to be quite amazing i mean all this could change we could have a world war we could have economic collapse these are all outside the control of anybody mm. but if the space industry can keep going as it's going uh, we're going to see some um, some spectacular things in the next decade. Yeah, and Bob, the, there's been, uh, and rightfully so, a lot of focus on lower Earth orbit and SpaceX transporting astronauts and, and for, for that matter, paying customers to lower Earth orbit and the International Space Station. And ultimately, the goal is is to move human beings beyond that back to the moon and then out into the solar system, and then at some point in the future beyond. Um, but it, it seems as though that next step beyond what happened during Apollo um, becomes by a magnitude a lot more difficult to build that base on the moon or send humans to Mars. And I, I, I know um, these companies and governments and scientists and engineers are working toward that. But but I just get the sense in February of 2024 that, that there's there's still a long way to go to um, taking that next big step out there. Uh, according to uh, Elon Musk, he'll die on Mars within a decade, and he'll have a million people wow. living there. So that's his idea. Um, but I still go by what Werner von Braun predicted in the mid-50s of the last century. Uh, and he was a major figure in making it possible to get people to 
the moon and in, in the ability to learn how to launch rockets. Now, he started out launching rockets for Nazi Germany. He was an innocent, seriously, an innocent engineer who who just wanted to build rockets. He was taking, willing to take money from anyone. Uh, uh, he, I've written, I've read many letters and memoirs from him, and he very quickly during the war regretted that decision and so when the US was winning his um, base and his people were much closer to the ally to the Russians and they had a choice they could easily go on to the Russians they 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 went out of their way in a more very difficult manner to get to the U.S., to surrender to the U.S., because he, he said he wasn't going to build uh, missiles for uh, bad people anymore. And so he, so he predicted in the 1950s when he was setting up for building the Saturn V rocket for going to the moon. He, he wrote a book called The Mars Project, which described how we could get to the Mars and establish colonies. And he wrote this once again in the mid-50s. But he said in that book that he fully expects it's going to be a century before we actually start settling and living on Mars. He said it's going to take time because we're going to have to do research in orbit to figure out how people can survive in weightlessness for the period of time. Necessary, it's going to take uh, it's, it's, that's going to take time. If you guys, it's going to take a year to two to go to and from Mars in weightlessness. You're going to have to do medical tests of humans on a space station for a year or two. We've been doing that now for several decades, but still, it takes time. And so he predicted a century, which put us in 2050. And so I say still his prediction is right on money, and that by 2050, we will have Mars colonies. Um, uh, this is not an easy thing, but uh, once again, I always go with the idea of freedom, because if you allow private individuals to follow their dreams freely and, uh, and really be creative and competitive, they do amazing things. The United States proves this, and Elon Musk has demonstrated it without any doubt. And so that's where that's where I say we are. And I think that the future is, once again, the future for space is extremely bright, assuming nothing outside of the control of us uh, happens. Quick break. We'll have more with Robert Zimmerman. His website behind the black, and you hear him uh, with John Bachelor on these airwaves as well. It is 818 here at News Talk, 830-WCCO. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is the Lake Show. Stephen for Henry. I'm typically in on Saturdays. And pleased to be joined by Robert Zimmerman, my favorite space and science writer. And his website is Behind the Black. Uh, he's been doing that for years. He's written many wonderful books uh, over the years as well. And I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed many of them. I don't think I've read them all, but I've read many of them and uh, enjoyed them all. Uh, Bob, I, I do want to bring up uh, another big company. Uh, we, we've talked about this before, uh, trying to catch up to SpaceX and having a lot of trouble doing that, and that is Boeing and their Starliner capsule. Is there any news on that front? Is it still spring that they will finally launch astronauts and send them to the International Space Station as contracted uh it it right now appears they're aiming for a mid-april launch of the first manned mission of the starliner capsule launch on a united launch alliance atlas 5 rocket uh and it's a demo mission it'll be up there i think for about a month or so I think I have to go check. But either way, they're aiming for that launch. The history here is that Boeing has had lots and endless problems, and it's lost billions, literally, in in, in capital from the company by these problems. Um, they were supposed to do an unmanned demo launch followed by a manned launch, and that was supposed to happen four years ago. The first demo launch had to be, uh, once launched, had to be aborted before it docked the ISS because of numerous software issues that would have destroyed the capsule if they had tried to dock. And so they uh, they came back to Earth. They got the capsule back, but these software issues were things that should have been taken care of, and they, they hadn't been. So they had to fix those. Then when they were getting ready to do the second unmanned demo launch, which Boeing had to pay for itself because this is a fixed-price contract. They don't get extra money if they have problems. They have to solve their own problems. And the company is used to working with cost plus contracts which go on forever and you can it's a blank check this is not how the real world works and certainly Boeing had to work in the real world so it had to pay for the second unmanned demo launch and when they were trying to do it the second time they suddenly discovered all the valves on the capsule were sticking so they had a delay for about a year to fix that problem and then last year only two months before the the, the I'm sorry they did the, the demo launch had a few problems but everything finally worked and then last summer, they were just two months from launching the manned mission, and they discovered two problems that were just shameful. They should never have been found. Uh, one, which was uh, uh, they had used flammable electric tape around the wiring harness within the capsule. Now, since the Apollo 1 accident in the 60s, you know, you don't use flammable material, yet they did. They had to replace all of that or cover it somehow. And secondly, they suddenly discovered that the, the fundamental link between the parachutes and the capsule was too weak. This was only two months before the first manned mission they discovered mm. these things. Something's really wrong at Boeing with this. And of course, I'm only talking about Starliner. I think your listeners will, of course, be aware of many other issues outside of Starliner that Boeing has had. So it's all of a piece, and it says a lot about the company. They fixed the parachute problem, they fixed the, the, the electrical wiring problem, and so they're aiming for a mid-April launch. Because it's four years behind schedule, however, a lot of the 
from manned flights to ISS that Boeing would have gotten contracts for and gotten money for from NASA went to SpaceX instead. So not only did it cost them almost a billion dollars in additional test flights and repairs, but they lost probably several billion dollars in income along the way because they couldn't get this done on time. That's their fault. That's the company's fault. It's no one else's fault but theirs. They're, the CEO now says they're looking seriously at never taking a uh, a, a fixed-price contract again. But, you know, if you're a good company, you should be able to work on a fixed-price well, contract. That's how the world, real world works. Well, you know? and, 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 Bob, that, that, that is such a phenomenal point because the idea is, well, they, they, if they have a blank checkbook – the, what what's the incentive? I that that that's what's so maddening about that. It, it it becomes. Wait a minute. This is how we got to this point of you know the the space shuttle and the expense of the space shuttle and uh, the SLS. SLS, think of SLS. I mean, uh, Steve, think about it. SLS has taken 20 years to build as a rocket. It costs billions per launch. Uh, It takes two years between launches. And yet SpaceX, in less than seven years, for less than a few billion dollars, has already launched, done two test launches of its Starship Super Heavy rocket, which is more powerful than SLS and can carry more payload into orbit. They've already done two test launches. They have a third coming up, and they intend to do test launches like every two months until they get this thing flying. Um, Once again, (coughs) excuse me, (laughs) SpaceX operates under a cost plus a fixed price mentality. You got to get it done. You got to get it done right, and you got to get it done fast so that you can make money on it. And Boeing has always worked under cost plus, which means there is no incentive to do it efficiently or quick. The incentive that's actually disincentive. You want to take as long as possible and cost as much as possible because every additional dollar and day brings in more money uh, from the government, and that's really a bad business model. And it's why for 50 years the space program in the United States, the space industry in the United States became moribund, didn't do anything because everything was cost plus, everything was government run, and nothing got accomplished. And once we started to switch to capitalism space, like I mentioned with India, and as began in the the last decade with SpaceX and other private companies, we're suddenly getting things done in space. And we've seen innovation, and we've seen costs to orbit lowering, and we're seeing new space satellite companies coming along. And we now have four different private commercial space stations under construction in the United States. I mean, just imagine. It's going to be quite exciting the next decade. And let's close with Starship. Are we getting close to that third <laughs> launch? They they were they came close. The the sense would be, barring something unforeseen, that they will reach their goals. That they they will get Starship, uh, the 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 top stage or the actual Starship around to Hawaii. They. They came close. I think the odds are extremely high that on the third test launch, they're going to complete that near orbit. They're going to basically succeed in flying it around the Earth and bringing it back. Whether they'll bring it back successfully is, of course, the question, because this is a test mission. Um, They were ready to – they could – they would have – if SpaceX had its druthers, it would have probably launched that third launch sometime in early January. Um, uh, But they have to deal with the government. The government's slowing things down. And I predicted in November 
remember that this wouldn't happen until in a March, April time frame, and it ain't going to happen until a March time frame. And there's still re- issues that could delay it longer. But it are not technical reasons. It's going to be delayed because of the government intransigence and red tape and bureaucracy. And that's we just have to wait and see when this gets cleared. And then beyond that, I would assume that there is a government interest. Uh, NASA certainly would love to see them keep testing and march forward. They Uh, they have interest. Steve, there's schizophrenia in the federal government because though NASA and the military desperately want Starship to succeed for many, many reasons, uh, going to the moon and military applications, there are many other government agencies that are hostile to Elon Musk for political reasons and are doing everything they can to stymie his efforts. It's very schizophrenic and it's very uh, uh, harmful to the nation, but nonetheless, that is the reality. There are people in the federal government working against the American nation and American citizens here from accomplishing what they want to do. Well, Bob, good to visit with you. Thanks for the time. Uh, My pleasure, Steve, anytime. There he is, Robert Zimmerman, my favorite space and science writer. His website, BehindTheBlack.com. He's written many wonderful books uh, over the years, and uh, we invite you to go to his website and check out uh, his posts. It is 831. We'll have an update on the weather momentarily. Bad news out of the barn. Wisconsin beat Minnesota women's basketball tonight, 67-56 to the final. So the struggles continue without Mara Braun. Uh, she went down at, with an injury at the end of January, and it's been a struggle since. Quick break. Much more here on News Talk. 830-WCCO. There is a bit at odyssey.com that caught Chris Tubbs' eye, caught my eye. And this is a good one. Hardest working cities in America. And th- th- this is something that you would, be, you would be proud to say, that I work in the hardest working town in America. In America is where we roll up our sleeves and get our hands dirty. Yeah, you see that used a lot in advertising campaigns. Roll up your sleeves, let's get our hands dirty, let's do it like Americans do. They just turned into Macho Man Randy Savage accidentally. That's pretty good. Dig it, yeah. Yeah, and you you would think it it would be towns like Pittsburgh. Oh, the Steel City. Oh, yes. You know, that Pittsburgh. Funny story about Pittsburgh. Um, We made a quick trip Friday to Sioux Falls uh, for a memorial service. One of my wife's family members had had passed. So we so we were down there and and we had we had time to um, drive around town. (laughs) you know, beyond the memorial service and family duties. And we we stopped downtown. My my daughter has a favorite store in downtown Sioux Falls that, that she loves to visit. It's kind of a bookstore, variety store, et cetera. I'm not going to throw the name out on the radio. It's it's not really. Yeah, I mean, they're not advertising, so. Well, right. But anyway, they're downtown, and it's a bookstore and variety store. And my daughter loves it, and it is very cool. They 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 have a lot of cool stuff in there. But there must have been 
a Shriner clown convention in town. And by the way, Sioux Falls is on this list, as hard as working city. But it has nothing to do with their Shriners clowns. So, well, they do have the like the the El Riyadh Shrine is right next yeah, to the, 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 yeah, the radio yeah, station. The, right there. The, the, the Shrine Mosque is like right up the street from the radio station I worked at for years. I mean, like right next door. Me too. Yeah, you, you, you worked out of that building. I did. Uh, yeah, right, right there on Phillips Avenue. Well, anyway, further down Phillips is this bookstore and variety store, and. I went in there with my daughter. She really wanted to do it while we were in Sioux Falls and pick up a book and some other stuff. And we got in there, and these four guys um, were were Shriners. There must have been some sort of meeting or get-together in town. And these guys were Shriners clowns from Pittsburgh, PA. They, They had the coats and everything. And... The whole time I'm thinking, should I go up and talk to these guys about the Steelers? Because you know, four Shriners, you know, four older guys. I mean, these were retired guys. It sounds like it's the beginning of a joke. Four Shriners from Pittsburgh walk into a boat in Sioux Falls. Shriners clowns. With, I mean, that, oh, they weren't they weren't in their getup, but they had their they had their coats, yeah. And they said they were from Pittsburgh, PA. And I'm thinking to myself, and I kicked myself that I didn't go up and talk <laughs> about the Steelers with these guys. I think they would have loved it. <laughs> but anyway, lo- long story short uh. is. When, when this list came up, and you sent me this story earlier in the day, that is the first town I thought of. Now, when you think of hardest working city in America, with, with all due respect to my hometown, the Twin Towns, mm-hmm. born in St. Paul officially, live in the suburbs of Minneapolis. My, my hometown of Minneapolis, St. Paul, I think we're hardworking, honest folks, for the most part, in this part of the world. But Pittsburgh comes to mind for whatever reason. Well, it's, it's I, the I don't perception. Know what it is. Well, no, it, it's the perception, like the steel. You know, it's yeah, the, the steel city. The yeah. steel city. You know, you got Allentown. You got like those rugged, just. You know, I mean, I think of like the West Virginia, the coal miners, you know, people that are willing to really get dirty and get yeah, gritty. You, you know, go. Detroit as well. I, I mean, we just. There are some cities that you just feel are going to work hard, and they're not going to take any crap. I, I kind of put those two together, but I feel like you got that strong work ethic. Yeah, you're going to be in some of those harder, you know, high labor jobs. Yeah, and it, you, you get right down to it. It kind of is the NFC and AFC North when when you <laughs> when you think about it. Put it, put okay. it in football terms. Let's go. You, you, you know what I'm saying? You know, you kind of think of, you know, Detroit and Chicago. And, Green Bay. You know, all those towns in Wisconsin. <laughs> no, no, Green Bay. Seriously. I mean, their, you know, skyline, their skyline is a silo with a strip mall and an Applebee's. Come on, man. Green Bay is a hardworking town. But this list Title and town. how this list came together from, from Wallet Hub, though, you're, you're never, you're, I, I don't think people would ever guess because it has – such a bad reputation. What, what, and I'm one of those that just goes right to the list. 
and want to see, okay, who's number one? You just did, made the list! Yeah. Did you have any idea that that town would be number one on this list? All the metrics? I I didn't. No, no. It's It's really amazing when you look at it and you're like, okay, well, you know, what we consider to be hardworking. And the other one, I mean, when I think hardworking, I don't think Washington, D.C. Yeah, and that was number one. Now, Wallet Hub compared the 116 largest cities across 11 key metrics. And we're not going to turn this into like a work finance meeting or anything like that. We don't mm-hmm. want to do that. Um, but employment rate to average weekly work hours to the share of workers with multiple jobs i think i think i I think that's something i think that's something that's very vastly you know underrated is the fact that there are a lot of people out there they're busting their ass every week but they don't have that one constant job they've got two three jobs just to make ends work yeah that that that's exactly right in washington dc with all these metrics ranked number one then it was irving texas cheyenne wyoming (laughs) virginia beach virginia and then Anchorage, Alaska. Um, hmm. One that surprised me in the top ten, San Francisco, California. Why that, would that? that, why, that why, why, well, that, isn't that like? I mean, that's like. I mean, that's not Silicon Valley, but I mean, there's big business out there. It's yeah, there there, there is. I brought up Sioux Falls, where I met uh, the Shriners uh, clowns from Pittsburgh. Well, I didn't meet them. I didn't have the guts to go talk. You were you were you were scared to con- you you were scared to create some conversation with Shriners. Well, what I was going to start is I was going to say, "All right, let's talk about Mike Tomlin." Um, but then I thought, no, it's like when are you guys going to get a quarterback? I I didn't know what the right in was with these. You didn't know how to bre- you, you, you didn't know how to break the ice with the Pittsburgh yeah, Shriners because I think by the way Tomlin's done a really good job, mm-hmm. and they do need a quarterback. Um, you know what I should have done? You know what I should have done with these hardworking uh, Shriners from Pittsburgh? Mm-hmm. You guys should sign Kirk Cousins. See, there's your end. I know. I Man, the hardworking yeah. Shriners from Pittsburgh. Well, if you ever meet these hardworking Shriners from Pittsburgh, then you're going to have your in. I, I, yeah, I, I, I think the odds are long. <laughs> That I'm going to run into those guys again. But Sioux Falls, Sioux Falls was 11. Were you surprised how low the cities ranked on the list? Minneapolis, 61. Way down there. I was really surprised that... St. Paul, 77. Yeah, I, I was really surprised that Minneapolis-St. Paul was as low as it was. But I think that just goes to show... I think the perception up here... It's like the upper Midwest. We've got a great work ethic, and, you know, we, oh, yeah. we are known, which we are. Like, I, I've been all over the country, and we really do have a very good work ethic in this area. Like, when you're from the Midwest, you can just tell that you're wired differently, and that's not a bad thing. But I am a little surprised that Minneapolis-St. Paul, you know, both were as low as they were. You mentioned Sioux Falls being 11. I was really shocked that they were as high as they were, and I believe uh, Fargo was 
also fairly high. And I'm, I'm just yeah, looking top at 50, 47, four, 47. Yeah, you've got that Head of the cities. Yeah, you've got Nebraska, you know, uh, Omaha, Nebraska. And I mean, again, you and I both worked in Sioux Falls. People work hard in Sioux Falls. They do. People work hard in Fargo. But some of these places you're like, I, I you know, I mean, Little Rock, Arkansas is uh, above the is above the cities. Louisville uh, is above the cities. And again, we don't know anything. Oakland, California is above the cities. Miami is above the cities. Yeah. You just look yeah. at it and you're like, OK, well, what did we do so bad on that had that score fall all the way down to the, the 60s and 70s? Well, and here's the thing. I, I think about Fargo and Sioux Falls. And you live there. I lived there for almost 10 years. I still have in-laws that live there. And I'm not going to rip on Sioux Falls. But if you're not in the medical field, and it's a big medical town. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Twin Cities, big medical. Rochester, of course, with Mayo. Sioux Falls is a gigantic Medical Sanford and Alina, yeah, yeah. So there, there, there's a lot of money in that. There's a lot of big houses, but I think beyond medical and the big bucks jobs in medical, you really do need to. You you probably need a second job to get ahead. And see I I think there's also the finance, right? Because I believe that yeah, they're, 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 Capital One banking. is there, and I think Premier but, Premier but Bank is But I think the vast majority of those people aren't making great money. That, no, are, and, and, that are working at Citibank or whatever. No, and 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 you're right. You're you're absolutely right. I I do feel like it is mostly the the medical field is what's driving Sioux Falls. Absolutely. Yeah, and I and I think the vast majority of people in town, you know, need need to work pretty damn hard to make ends meet. But I I, I thought it was interesting, and I'm glad you brought it up. But I I am a little disappointed that. You know, we didn't get a little bit more love. That that kind of hurts. We're just lazy. I mean, we don't we don't we don't work hard. Minnesotans are lazy. You know, maybe it's a fact we haven't had to shovel much, or if at all, this winter. Uh, I've I've been shoveling for the last two and a half hours. What are you talking about? Yeah, good point. See, you like quick that break. Good good point. Uh, quick break. We'll put a bow on it in a moment. It is the Lake Show. Stephen for Henry tonight. Chris Tubbs alongside here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Big thanks to everybody who's been a part of the show tonight. Uh, we had a lot of calls, a lot of texts early in the program. Certainly difficult, difficult time for our entire community. The first responders that were murdered on Sunday and the aftermath of that. Bobby Nightingale covers the Twins for the Star Tribune. Uh, an update from Fort Myers. Ron Syrak, award-winning golf writer, Golf Channel contributor. Uh, PGA Tour heading to Mexico, then Florida, then uh, the tune-up uh, for the Masters. A good chat uh, with Ron. Uh, also, a good visit with uh, my good buddy Robert Zimmerman from the website Behind the Black, my favorite space, and science writer. And always good to hang out with Chris Tubbs on the program. All right, Chris, I'm going to put you on the spot. It is February 20th, 2024. My calendar says. The Timberwolves coming out of the All-Star break. Uh-huh. Um, things are going well. So far. They take on the Milwaukee Bucks Friday night, Ooh, 9 fear, o'clock. Fear the deer. 
Um, it is a nationally televised game. The Timberwolves are in position to be the number one seed mm-hmm. at this moment. How far do the Timberwolves go this year? Your hope. No, and, and that I'm not going to hold you to it. You're not okay. going to owe me a diet coke. It's just at this moment. At and this and moment. once again, I'm not going to bring it up in a month and yeah. say, "Oh, you said," you know, or I'm not going to bring it up when whenever this season ends. I'm not going to put it in your face. But at this moment, coming out of the break, Bucks in town Friday night. Mm-hmm. Timberwolves on track to be the number one seed. Where do they finish? All right. All joking aside, here's what I see with the Timberwolves. You got, you got a team that's relatively healthy at this point. You're playing yep. with a ton of confidence. You've already exceeded everybody's expectations. Yep. You've got a favorable schedule. 27 games left, 17 of them at Target Center. You're up by a game and a half in the Western Conference. There's no reason that you can't hold for the number one seed. I think that that carries you all the way to the Western Conference Finals. I like it. I I'm not I'm not ready. saying Western Conference I'm not saying NBA finals. I'm saying Western Conference finals. I, I, I am in total agreement at this moment. And that attitude could change. Mm-hmm. They have a chance, which seems nuts. I I, I know KG in his prime and all of that. I felt it's been so long that I'm in that mode. I mean, can you imagine? Dude, they're, they're playing with house money at this point. Like, right? I yeah. mean, nobody thought they were going to be in this position. I mean, play loose. Have some fun. Yeah. I mean, they, enjoy it. I, I, They have a shot. Hey, and this, that, that's really cool. To be the man, you got to beat the man. And right now, the wolves are the man. We have the news. We have John Dickerson coming up. Big thanks to Chris Tubbs. And for you, uh, have a good night. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com.